Hello, Mudbug, and welcome to Clay at Our Core, podcasting about pottery from the corner of Montgomery Road and Hudson Avenue in peace-loving Norwood, Ohio. I'm your clay pal, Ann Saker. Now that you've raided that leftover bag of Milky Way bars left over from Halloween, and don't tell me you didn't because I did, time has come for you to put your mind on what you're going to offer for the holiday sale in the Mason Gallery and Gallery Store. I want to thank our own Sam Jane and Alondra Bibros for helping to get the store in first-rate condition to receive your wares. Today, I had big fun displaying the beautiful pottery of studio members Noah Desch, Freda Gottmikoff, Beth O'Connor, Nick Sylvan, Payne Fleming, and friend of Core Clay, Marie Haymaker. So why is it important for an artist to step into the marketplace? I sat down with gallery director Sam Bogansky on that topic. Sam says that understanding the marketplace is a critical feature of your journey. No matter how much or how little you sell, the commercial function of art is something you need to keep in mind, Mudbug, as you progress on your artistic path. I want to fill the gallery and the store with the work of everyone at Core Clay. Here's our conversation to explain why that is good for you. Sam Bogansky. <laughs> How are you doing today, Sam? You know, it's a it's a chilly day. It's, it's a, a chilly cool day. day, yeah. The fall done fell, didn't it? At one hundred percent. Yeah. I know. I'm putting on like thick socks. I see that you've got your big Lebowski like, sweater I on, and it's just it's the best thing in the entire world. <laughs> I know. I woke up this morning and I asked my like my Alexa. I was like, Hey Alexa, yada yada, yada. what's up? What's up with the weather? And um and oh my God, it is. <laughs> 32, like 30, degrees, 32 degrees, I know. I know there's like parts of like Northeast Ohio where my parents live that's snowing. They got snow last they got night. Snow. Yeah, they got some snow I mean, last it's night. Oh, this early? Well, you know, when I was, I don't want to sound like, yeah, and back in the day, <laughs> but when I was growing up in Columbus, Ohio, right. Halloween got cold. Mm-hmm. I remember it being like, you know, you were lucky if it got to 40 that right. night. Right. And you only had to put on three pairs of pants and three mm-hmm. sweaters under your costume. So uh, these more leisurely, you know, sultrier Halloweens, I just cannot get behind. So mm-hmm. when it's cold and, you know, your fingers are cold and your nose is cold, cold. that to me says yeah. we're do- we're, we are ready for business yeah, now. it's time to plan everyone's out- Halloween outfits. Exactly. For, I, exactly. My, I mean, my Halloween outfit was planned around a coat. Oh, yeah. it was? Okay. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. And did you go out last night? <laughs> I did. Uh, well, no, no, no. I didn't go out last night. I went out the weekend before. Right. So I went out with a That's a grown up Halloween. Yeah. It was a fun time. We went to, uh, you know, we went to a, a drag show and that was just always great. Yeah. It was a hoot. So yes. A, there was a queen, I, I forget their name, Vanna Black, who did the Steve Harvey oh my family God. feud. And it was one of the best acts I've seen in a long time. Wow. It was okay. a good Halloween night. It was okay. great. That's beautiful. Yeah, a little so, chilly. Yeah, a little chilly. So uh, we're talking about Halloween, of course, because I think for you and for me and for a lot yeah. of us, that's kind of the corner that gets turned and then it's just a straight, slippery slope to Christmas. I know. And we have been working so hard in the Mason Gallery and Mason Gallery store to get ready for the inevitable Christmas holiday hoedown. And so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, the, the, the importance of 
the fact that we've got a gallery attached to our studio. Oh, yeah. So absolutely. talk to me about why that's a valuable thing. Yeah, so when, so Core Clay, in, in its like inception, has, uh, I don't know exactly when the gallery, like the Core Clay Gallery was first established in like our like timeline. But so the main reason why it's so important though, right, is because like, you know, we sit here, we bake the bread, we sit here, make the bread, yeast, rise dough, all of that, right? right? But like we also, Sometimes we need to sell the bread. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, like, half of the thing of creating something is is being able to share a point of view with the world, right? Interesting, um, yes. Yeah, and so I think, like, I think, um, I think the person, like, the artist's point of view is the most important, right? Like, when you make something, it's cool, it's awesome, it's great, you feel it in your bones, you know that this is, like, a wholly finished product, but it's also really cool when other people like what you're doing, yes. you know? Yes, I think there's, like, a certain part of us that all want that. Sure. So I think that's, that's the biggest part. So showing work, right, um, is incredibly important. Of course, you can make a little bit of money, right? Like, that's always really right. good. But, you know, watching people pick up a cup, a sculpture, or maybe not a sculpture. Don't pick up a sculpture. Don't pick up sculptures in our gallery. <laughs> uh, but like, you know, like functional wares right. or like, are able to interact with these objects that we make. Like, that's awesome. It is. And, and honestly, it's awesome if someone, if so, it's also cool when someone doesn't like it. Because what, because what that allows, right, you've given somebody the opportunity to form their taste, mm-hmm. right? But it's, of course, it's always super cool when people like our, like the stuff that we make. You know, I love it. Yeah. I think you love it. I do. And I gush over, I gush over your pottery right now. Yes. That, that trash oh. panda glaze is amazing. It is. It's so amazing. much. Number six? It was number four. Number trash four. Trash panda mm. number four. Uh, so what we're doing here now, Sam, is that we're getting the studio, that we're getting the store and the gallery all set up so that we are good, to, ready to go on Black Friday. Yes. And part of our goal here is to recruit every member of the studio Absolutely. to give us a couple of pieces. Right. Try it out. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are a lot of our members who are perhaps shy or a little retiring, or they might say, I'm not into it to sell things. I'm mm-hmm. just here to have the fun of playing. Yeah. Talk to me as an artist yourself about why it's important uh, an important part of the artistic process for the artist to put their some put their work out there t- for display, even if it never sells. What's the psychological benefit of that? I mean, it really what it boils down to is there's validation in that. Yeah. Right. I think like you know when I when I first started making work in myself, right, like like in my own practice, I um there were a lot of things I just wasn't jazzed about for like, I would say about like a year and a half to two years. I was like, okay, it's not that great. It's not that this. I passed off a lot of things as gifts and presents. Uh, some of which my parents still have. Even sure. Though I'm making very different work right now. Right. Um, but I think for me, you know, like kind of, kind of how I like to work is I make a really cohesive little body of work and I like rest on that for a little bit. And then I, some, sometimes I like to move on to the next thing. Um, but the biggest part of showing work, right, is like we get to share all of that work, time, energy, craftsmanship, wherever skill level either of those things are at, right? Right. Um, with other people, you know? I mean, like, things can be beautiful if they're kept in a vacuum and in a closed room, but, you know, why not share it? Because there's greater impact. You totally. Know? Um, 
And I think specifically within functional pottery, like, these are things we live with, mm-hmm. you know? These are things that people live with. Right. You know, um, they're things that give people nourishment, like a cup or a bowl or a True. plate, right? There yes. are vessels for these things. So, yeah, like, showing work is super important. Yes. If and only if. Um, just not to get a little bit of validation in the process. And money is also lovely and amazing, right? But I think the biggest thing is, like, you know, I, I spent a really long time feeling like my work was not... Sell like ready to be sold. I was using air quotes because I think all work is ready to be sold, um, regardless of where anyone's at. You know, um, I think some of our early pieces we give them as gifts, kind of as like here's like a a little like a little uh, reference point for where we started. Right, those are cool. That's great. That's fine. But you know, I mean, right now we have such a great and wildly diverse group of. Uh, styles of work coming out. Of the oh, that's studio. for so for sure. You know, and I mean, and, and I mean, more often than not are just such a developed, cohesive voice. Yes. So sell your pots with us because I think everything that we've had is super cool right now. I agree. It's, I, it's really fun to see the diversity in yeah. the, in the room, what people want to do. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of important too, for an artist, uh, no matter how fearful you may be about putting something, putting right. a, a price tag on your wear and putting right. it on a shelf, and you're so afraid that no one's going to look at it, no one's going to love it, right. and then, surprise, somebody comes along and says, I have been looking for this mug all my life. life. Right. And yeah. you realize, I mean, that to me has been part of the fun of getting into this particular Mm -hmm. art form is that there's something for everyone. Oh, 100%. There is a butt for every seat. I think the biggest (laughs) thing for me is, is like there, I I think like I, I for the longest time thought my pieces were, uh, not uh, well-crafted or this or that, or too heavy or too thick or the handle was wonky or whatever. Listen, I'm going to tell you a secret. I buy <laughs> like what I purchase from people are sometimes the really weird, not perfect cuts. Okay, you know, because there's more character in those right. things. Right. Well, I'm not. Of course, like I'm not saying like um, I'm not saying polished work doesn't have character, but there's a certain beauty in early like in like pieces of pottery that are in like early in someone's making journey. I agree. You know, I agree. There's a lot that it so says so, a lot. Yeah. Right. So much so like I, the body work I'm making right now is referenced from some of that, like wonderment, carelessness, the idea of play. Like I, um, Oh God, what was the last thing I purchased? Oh, there was a, there, not the last thing I purchased, but there was a piece from a potter out in Northeast Ohio who, uh, his name is John Miyazawa, and he had this piece that was a very roughed out, and it, I think, I'm pretty sure it was a tea bowl, but he had never used like very bright colors before, and he used uh, one of my favorite colors of all time, which is Glow Worm by Stroke and & Coat, and it's like, it's exactly what you think, a lightning bug, the end of the tail. Right. And I remember, sort of a chartreuse green. Oh, yeah. Like, we're talking electric. Okay. And he just slapped that on a pot and was like, oh, I was just playing around. Like, it wasn't his earliest work, any means, but it was just like this care, like, not careless, but this, like, letting go of anything, mm-hmm. you know? So, and, and there's so much of that in early work. Yes. You know? Yes. So it's like, the work is great. Right. I love, I love people's early stuff because I think it's just like, there's so much more wonder, there's so much more playfulness. And, like, 
it's not wrapped up in this thing of being polished. It's right. just like it's a cut. There's a little bit of a funky, like a funky little lip or something like that, or like a interestingly pinched handle, or maybe the glaze crawled. I don't know. It's still cool, right? You know. So what you're saying here is that we want our beginners. Yeah. If you're taking a class right now at Core Clay, you're in your third or fourth week. Right. We want your work in our gallery store. We'd like to, we want to have like a little beginner's area where beginners can show their work off with all the other people at all levels of skill mm -hmm. to demonstrate that we are a community studio. It's yeah. not the highest high art in the world. We yeah. are here in peace loving Norwood. We peace love everybody's <laughs> art. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just, I think like, and, it, and it's so wild to me because I think that another thing that I, I've seen a lot. And especially around the holidays, so are people even pricing work for it or doing or wanting to sell work? Is even the people who are like really making some incredibly technically proficient things, they're like, oh, it's not ready to be sold yet. Right. You know, it's wild to me. It's just like, come on now. Right. Like, when is it ever going to be ready? Right. No. And I think the biggest thing is, it's like um, the very first time I ever sold with a gallery, uh, it was not my favorite thing. Um, I sold a decent amount of stuff, a lot more than I thought I was going to sell, but it taught me a lot about like, this is what I want my work priced at. This is the contracts I like to sign. This is the agreements that I like to agree to. This is how I like to kind of move and shift and shake within like business arrangements and art. Like these, these are intrinsically linked things, you know? Um, of course, like, there's artists who, like, make a bunch of work and they give it to a gallery and the gallery sells it. They do all that. But, like, normally for pottery, that's not the case, you know? Um, like, there's, it's like, like, you do make it, you give it to a gallery, but a lot of potters are selling their own ware. So it's just good to get your, dip your toes in for, like, the business-minded aspect of what ceramics is, you know? I, I think that's a, an important part of the lesson for yeah. this, that everybody needs to, uh, that you need to increase, Pour, stir into the soup as much mm -hmm. as you know how much clay you're throwing and what kind of glaze you're going to use mm -hmm. and how you're going to fire it because right. this is I think almost more than any other art form uh, a ceramic piece is a, a conversation right. with the person who receives it or mm -hmm. holds it and we we want those two rooms to be full of chatter oh, yeah. of the of the Absolutely. clay chatter that's going um, on in this building right I wholeheartedly agree. I think it's just like, you know, the business aspect of this is just incredibly invaluable. Yeah. Yes. Right? Because we can, I mean, you can be the best artist in the world. You can be the most talented, the most technically proficient. But if you don't know how to look at a contract, sign a contract, understand how you want to navigate a relationship with any, like with anyone selling your wares, kind of like how you want it done, all of that. I mean, like you'll fumble. Right. Right. And of course, at the other end, there's people who may not be the most perfectly proficient or technically proficient or, you know, and these are all in terms of taste, right? right? Like people's tastes are different, but, you know, but can be the best business people in the entire world. Right. They get the rumble, they get the lightning, the thunder, everything around their work and selling like hotcakes yeah. because they've created this kind of like brand or ethos around the work. Right. right? Um, you know, it's a business, like being business minded in this and like specifically ceramics industry is just 
very, very important. Right. Learn how to read a contract. Right. That's what I'll tell you. Right. So let's go over the particulars about getting our studio members to, yes. Oh so God. we're actually not going, you mentioned contracts, which are very important, yeah. but we're not going to actually have contracts with uh, the members of our studio who want a place with our gallery, yeah, correct? It's kind of, uh, for, so for the most part, um, if, if there are people who, obviously, like we will be selling far past um, the regular sale. Uh, we Moving forward, we're going to bring in a few individuals that I have kind of planned, and uh, Zahra, who's also kind of been taking some notes. Hushar, our yeah. new artist in residence. Yeah, um, that we will be bringing in. And contracts will come up later, but... The, the breakdown for us is um, if you, we we would love for you to bring work into the gallery. It is a 70-30 split, 70 the artist way, so your way, 30% towards the gallery. So price accordingly, correct? Price accordingly. Um, and make sure um, that everything is tagged. Uh, and that means- With a price, price tag. Yeah, price tag on the end. And if your signature is not visible, put another tag with your name on it. Right. Um, the next big thing is that it's around five to ten pieces with chances of restocking, which is super, super, super important. Um, remember to like stop by, bring some friends by, do the whole hullabaloo, and if your little section is running out, restock it. Right. You know. So what we're talking about? So if uh, if if one of the mud bugs out there mm -hmm. wants to bring in and and contribute to the store, they need to have every piece tagged with a price tag, mm -hmm. and or your name in some way, yes. either another piece a tag with your initials or it's marked, so that when it get when a customer brings it to the checkout. The person who's running the checkout can look at it and say, oh, this is Sam Bogansky's cup. I see his initials here. Mm -hmm. I will mark it as such. Yeah. The other very important component to this is that we need an inventory sheet. Yes, right? absolutely. So that, you know, if Sam gives me a list with five cups, two are blue, three are yellow, one is black... If we sell the black one, we can mark that off. Right. If we sell two of the yellows, we knock those off. Mm -hmm. So that you know at the end of the sale what sold and what didn't sell. Mm -hmm. Which Absolutely. is also an instructive piece of information, right? right? So that you know what your audience is out there wanting to buy. Absolutely. And we can also either cut you when, when the sale is over at the end of the probably first half of January. Yeah. Let's just say the full month of January. We'll either cut you a hard check. Or we can apply your sales to your account here mm -hmm. at Core Clay, which is what I like to do because that means, in effect, I throw for free all year long because I've already paid <laughs> for my clay. Right. So that's kind of why I do it so yeah. that I can pay for the bottle of wax resist or you know yeah. a couple hundred pounds of clay or a tool or mm -hmm. I just like knowing that I've got a cushion, it's all paid for, it's already on my account. Right, exactly. So if someone wants to do this, Sam, and has, quest has further questions about this, what should they do? Oh, well, you reach out to me. You can reach out to Anne. Right. Um, most of, I think, uh, Darren and Emily are also great. I mean, truthfully, anyone on the staff. Anyone on the staff. You know? <laughs> right. But you everybody. So our two key points here are that the Black Friday is November 24th. Mm -hmm. And we and that is going to be our you know sort of a you know our soft opening. Everybody, we're going to open. We're going to be ready for for customers that day. But the big Clay Alliance regional sale is December the second, correct? Yes. So what do you have there in your lap, Sam? So I have like ASMR. Ooh, ooh, uh, nice. I have this phenomenal middle envelope of the beautifully cooperatively designed. Yes. This was a joint effort. Yeah, joint flyers. Oh my god, I'm so excited for this. 
Uh, oh! So nice. Oh my God. So pretty. We have an adorable little flyer with a QR code. You'll see them around the studio. Yes. Oh, and, these are and, so cute. And hopefully places around town. And oh, these will be everywhere. Yes. Our, my town. hope is that uh, when Sam gives me the heads up, I'm going to walk the streets of peace-loving Norwood and hand <laughs> these out and post these up so that people will be able to come and enjoy uh, all our wonderful things. Oh, I love this so much. I love it. It's really cute. It's a red ornament with Christmas trees and stars and oh, has all the necessary so details. Adorable. And we, we just, I really want to emphasize to you uh, our Corclay family and such. And even if you're not a member here at the studio, if you're listening because you're interested uh, and you've got wares, please come and talk to us. We would want to yeah. have a wide variety of... Uh, you don't even have to have pottery. If you're a 2D artist, yeah. like our friend Sarah Leah Miller, mm -hmm. uh, or Jason, uh, Aaron Kent, who likes to do big 2D projects as yeah. well, we would love to have that. We need stuff for the walls, don't we, we need Sam? We need stuff for the walls. Okay, so listen to me, Mudbug. We need to have you in our in our store. I'm going to bug you if you don't. So if you again, if you have any questions, come talk to Sam Bogansky, or come talk to me, and we will get you in and... You know, I know this sounds frightening and you may feel fearful, but honestly, it's all one happy thing. And if you sell one pot, that will be a success. Absolutely. So we that's what we want to achieve here. So Sam, thanks so very much for talking about the sale. I can't wait for us to get rolling on this. And uh, I'll see you around, babe. Amazing. I will see you soon. All Bye. right. And how about that Taylor Swift movie, huh? Oh my God, it was the best thing in the world. <laughs> So that's the drill, Mudbug. Five to ten pieces, all tagged with prices and listed on an inventory sheet with your name. We are open now to display whatever you've got to share. So talk to me or to Sam to make this happen. You know you've got to clear your shelves now so you can make more cool stuff next year. Now for some studio notes. I am still waiting to hear from Joey Votto about taking a class at Core Clay. I guess he's busy waiting to find out if he'll be a Cincinnati Red next season. If you know Joey Votto, please send him on in. You know he needs the break. The first Friday kiln opening is in two days. Kiln boss Darren Simmons is just about to close up the big Bailey gas box this afternoon to ramp it up to a delicious cone five. Please stop on by Cora Clay at 6.15 Friday, November 3rd for the glories of reduction to behold. Then on Sunday, November 5th, Mudbug, I hope to see you at Arnold's downtown for the annual Empty Bowls fundraiser. I saw today that there are still some tickets left for the second seating, so head on over to the Clay Alliance website and do a good thing for people who aren't as lucky as you. Our next Clay Club on Tuesday, November 7th will feature Sam Bogansky demonstrating how to throw closed forms on the wheel. Clay Club starts at 6.15. Be sure to get yourself to a voting booth ahead of your stop at Cork Clay. Reminding that Clay Club is free to observe, and if you want to participate, please bring your own clay and tools. That's it for episode 62 of Clay at Our Core. This is your clay pal, Ann Saker, hoping that the kiln gods are smiling upon you.